This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the Midas Touch podcast. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by my brothers Brett and Jordy Micellis. Yes, we are doing the podcast a little earlier today because I just wanted to be live with all of you. I, I was being a little greedy. Look, Brett and Jordy could have done it at the normal hour, but I really wanted to spend this time live with you. This evening, we are going to be doing a viewing of the Killing County uh, show that's now out on Hulu, and I'm going to be watching it with all of the families of Bakersfield, um, and we're watching that together at the time when we would normally be live for the Midas Touch podcast, so that is why I won't be able to be there, that I'm going to be with the families who were in the show, and those families were just so courageous, they were so brave, I mean, to me, they exemplify what America is all about, because they stood together uh, in the face of the unthinkable. You know, they lost loved ones at the hands of uh, police shooting deaths um, and other police killings that were taking place and being covered up in Bakersfield. And they banded together to demand justice and to shed light on what was taking place in Bakersfield, which just so happens to be Kevin McCarthy's congressional district. And speaking of which, uh, Congress member Jamie Raskin uh, just moments ago uh, gave a speech on the House floor talking about how Bakersfield has the highest crime rates, the highest homicide rates, the highest mm -hmm. police shooting death rates in all of the country. And we'll show that video to you in a little bit. Um, but as I reflect, though, upon meeting with these families uh, who were featured in Killing County, um, I also just think about that image of Kevin McCarthy, who was mm -hmm. sitting there at the State of the Union. We're going to talk about oh Biden's God. historic State of the Union address and how Kevin McCarthy's face McCarthy just looked like completely and utterly shell-shocked. He didn't know what to clap for. He didn't know, well, wait a minute, jobs are, are jobs a good thing? Uh, uh, is, is having equal tax treatment for corporations and hardworking Americans, is that good? What do I do? And you saw how visibly uncomfortable he was as President Biden gave a historic address. We got to talk about these committee hearings specifically, I want to talk about this weird hearing. Weird would be the, the understatement that these MAGA Republicans held uh, with former Twitter executives to yell at them for uh, the fact that some of these MAGA Republicans were blocked on Twitter. Like they're obsessed with social media and Twitter, these MAGA Republicans, because the hearing was basically like, admit you blocked me. Admit you blocked me. Why would you ever do that? Admit that you blocked me. <laughs> Insanity. Like, it was some really, you know, and then all the thing, the only thing the committee hearings actually showed that President Biden acted completely ethically and has done nothing wrong. But Donald Trump, 
so did everything that the MAGA Republicans were accusing Biden of, <laughs> to the extent that even if Donald Trump was insulted and called names by celebrities, he would reach out and have the government reach out to Twitter and demand that those insults be taken down. Like Wild. Trump was utterly, utterly obsessed. I want to show you two some clips following the State of the Union, uh, the historic State of the Union that Biden gave. So now Biden's out there implementing the economic agenda. He said, I will see you at the ribbon cuttings. And the MAGA Republicans, they're out there now giving interviews saying that they want to cut Social Security. They're taking heat for the fact that Biden set the trap for them to admit that they weren't going to cut Medicare, Medicaid, and mm -hmm. Social Security. So now they have to go, as Biden's doing ribbon cutting and building up our infrastructure, the MAGA Republicans are going on their right-wing media networks, and they're talking about how Social Security is a Ponzi scheme. This is what the MAGA Republicans are saying. And, and we at Midas Touch found some incredible, incredible clips showing the complete hypocrisy. We're going to show you some posts by Donald Trump as well, which is just like completely, completely and utterly deranged as special counsel Jack Smith investigation continues to heat up. The former Homeland uh, Security Secretary Chad Wolf uh, was uh, interviewed under oath by Jack Smith. We'll talk more about that. Brett and Jordy, good to be here live. A little bit of a change in the time for everybody, but right. we'll work with it. We'll work with it. Got to roll with the punches, right? Got to roll with the punches, just like President Biden rolled with the punches at the State of the Union, you know, oh. and Republicans right there stepped right in and it worked for President Biden there. I think it will work for us on the show. I think people like the live nature, us reacting in real time to Absolutely. the news, to what's going on, being here directly with the people. And it's good to be here with you guys. Jordy, how are you today? I'm doing well. You know, Ben obviously had to change the times for very noble reasons and big bro. I'm again, incredibly proud of you, but I noticed some people in the comments talking about how Ben pulled rank and you know played the, the the eldest brother card and I think that is one of the funnier things and so that's actually how I'm going to say that we started this live Ben decided that he just wanted to shoot early today so that you know we listen to Ben when Ben's ready to go we we say yeah, Ben, ben how, said, how do you want to go jump? live early today and I said okay let's do it let's do it <laughs> I I still encourage you two to keep the same time and do another one while I'm gone I challenge you live I think the Midas Mighty would Challenge. actually truly Challenge. appreciate if you both kept the live because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of news. And I personally would love to see you both do it live Ooh. at the normal time. I think everybody's agreeing that you both will do it live at the normal time while I'm there. So everybody, we're announcing here that you now get two there's episodes of the Midas. You get two at <laughs> double trouble, a double ben header pulled, that ben you all get right once, now. And, now, and now he's demanding that we do two shows in one day. You're going to get two shows in one brother. day, Midas, Midas. To be determined. Is, we will, we will see about the, that. Uh, that is a promise from the three brothers that they are delivering to you. So let's go right into the State of the Union. What were your favorite moments, Brett, from the State of the Union? My favorite moments were those off script moments that we saw. And while I think President Biden's speech that he had on paper was incredible and hit all the right beats, he took a lot of risks during the State of the Union that really could have backfired in a big way. Sure. But President Biden is up there with the experience. He's an actual veteran. And you see why he is the president of the United States when he's up there. You saw 
a group of over 200 Republican hecklers heckling like 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 they're in a comedy club or something screaming yeah. jeering I think we all remember back to President Obama when that one Republican congressman rudely shouted you lie you lie and I think they actually did a formal repudiation of him in Congress over that moment it led the news it was in the news for weeks it was like the most appalling moment that anyone has ever seen in Congress. That was after everything that President Biden said during the State of the Union. After every single line, they would scream out, you lie, thumbs down. Just the most abhorrent behavior, like animals in there. Like it was truly, truly, truly a disgrace. And then you had the calm, competent demeanor of President Biden up there clapping back at everything and negotiating in real time. There was that one moment about Social Security where he targeted them and he said, okay, so we're all in agreement here, right? Social security off the table, right? No cuts, no cuts. And they had to agree in public. And they just, the nerve of the Republican party to kind of act like they've never wanted to cut social security before. It's one of their main party planks. And it's been that way for decades. They've wanted to get rid of social security. They've wanted to privatize it. They've said it numerous times. Rick Scott, the head of the, the senatorial committee for Republicans, it was in his plan as even Fox News pointed out to him, it's in the plan, it's in the plan, it's in the plan to cut these programs. And as we were watching the event, you just saw this, the, the acting performances. It's mm. like, you know, the, the Oscar nominations are out, people. You, you can't you can't get on that <laughs> list. I'm, I'm sorry, Mike Lee, the Oscar nominations are already out there. And this guy acts like, oh, I'm so appalled. I can't believe, I cannot believe that President Biden would say such a thing that we would want to cut Social Security and Medicare. And the second that I saw Mike Lee, I knew of the moment where he specifically said he wanted to cut it out. I know we've we played these clips before. I think we should probably play though that moment where President Biden just totally trapped Republicans on the issue of not cutting Social Security and Medicare. This was a masterful chess move that really only President Biden could accomplish here. And when I saw the heckling happening, I was like, oh, something's going down right here. And the way President Biden judoed it and flipped it around and owned the moment was one of the most impressive political maneuvers I have ever, probably the most impressive political maneuver I have ever seen. And Biden knew at the end with a smile that he crushed it. Here's the clip. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. <laughs> Let me give you, anybody who doubts it, contact my office. I'll give you a copy. I'll give you a copy of the proposal. That means Congress doesn't vote. Well, I'm glad to see you. No, I tell you, I'm, I enjoy conversion. You know, it means if, if Congress doesn't keep the programs the way they are, they'd go away. Other Republicans say, I'm not saying it's a majority of you. I don't even think it's even a significant. But it's being proposed by individuals. I'm not politely not naming them, but it's being proposed by some of you. Look, folks. The idea is that we're not going to be we're, we're not going to be moved into being threatened to default on the debt if we don't respond. <laughs> Folks. So folks, as we all apparently agree, 
Social Security and Medicare is off the, off the books now, right? They're not to be sponsored. All right. We got unanimity. President Biden on live TV gets Republicans to stand up and clap and applaud for keeping Social Security and Medicare a master move. And that look of Senator Mike Lee the whole time going, oh, my God, what? What did you say about me? Are you mean me? And the second I saw his face, I'm like, you little weasel, you, because I know exactly what you said, because I've seen the tape. I've seen the footage. So we here at the Midas Touch Network decided to do a little quick rapid response video that has now millions and millions of views across this one viral on every single platform. And thanks to everybody who shared it. But for the listeners, we did a side by side on the left. You're going to see what it's Mike Lee with his Oscar worthy performance. Oscar, give the guy, give the man an award. And on the other side, you have Mike Lee saying in the most precise language possible how he wants to get rid of Social Security. Here is the clip. It will be my objective to phase out Social Security, to pull it up by the roots and get rid of it. People who advise me politically always tell me that's dangerous, and I tell them, in that case, it's not worth my running. That's why I'm doing this, to get rid of that. Medicare and Medicaid are of the same sort. It's a quick video. It's one of the most brilliant videos that you have ever put together. It is sharp and to the point and just awesome. Big because it's funny because they're always like, I never said that. I would never say such a thing. And then it's not even like alluding to it. It's like, yeah, if Social Security were here right now, I would shoot it. I would get rid of, <laughs> I would get rid of that right now immediately. Social Security and Medicare. By the way, I'm Mike Lee and I want to get rid of it's like yeah. that it's like it's that comical like how how clear they are with it and they were just stunned to see it's funny that rick scott of all people was also sitting next to him at the time and rick scott now is is making the rounds again on tv which is like the greatest thing for democrats rick scott is a gift to democrats the man who defrauded uh medicare the man who literally defrauded medicare who wants to get rid of medicare and social security how will he defraud it if it doesn't exist anymore uh i don't know but even today as as recently as today you have him tweeting, yes, I don't regret uh, saying that all the plans should sunset after five years, but that doesn't mean I want to cut Social Security. It just means that every five years that we should be repassing every law. Yeah, because what, what do you think happens in these Congresses when you try to repass every federal law every five years? It ain't going to happen. And that means when it sunsets, what happens? That means it goes away and it could sunrise again. But you need Republicans who would use it as a negotiation tactic to try to get cuts. Now, we have secured this video. This is from moments ago. This is hot off the presses, folks. This is Ron Johnson, senator from Wisconsin. And he just can't help himself either. For all these Republicans who are up in arms, Uh. you have Ron Johnson going on a right-wing radio show this morning. I want to reiterate, this morning, we're recording this February 9th, Thursday, February 9th, 2023. He goes on and he called Social Security a Ponzi scheme and said that it needs, quote unquote, 
reforms. We all know what that means. Here's the clip. We're talking with Senator Ron Johnson, of course. One of the few bipartisan applause lines of uh, Tuesday night was related to the notion that both sides should agree not to touch Social Security and Medicare. I get the reflexive political applause to that idea, but these entitlement programs do need reforms, and they don't, they don't have to be cuts, but they need reforms, and we do need serious adults in Washington, D.C., who are willing to take on the challenge and do the work instead of engaging in this political arson against each side when it's even mentioned. Would you agree with that? Yes, that's why what I've talked about, for the first time around in 2010, I just laid out the reality of Social Security. It's a legal Ponzi scheme. It is. I mean, it's a pay-as-you-go system. A legal Ponzi scheme. That's what he calls Social Security. I mean, they can't help but stepping in it constantly. And what I love is President Biden now is going on. I think President Biden is really fired up after the speech. And I think Democrats and all pro-democracy people are really fired up. I mean, we all saw that CNN poll that had, what, 73% of Americans approving of Biden's State of the Union speech. And so President Biden is using that momentum right now. He's going across Mm -hmm. the country to a lot of important swing states to fight for his agenda, which is something that during the Obama administration, a lot of people said there wasn't enough of. There wasn't enough of touting the accomplishments. And so President Biden is making an effort to go out, tout the accomplishments. And one of my favorite things is he is pulling out the pamphlet from Rick Scott to show, oh, you want to act like Biden's He's got the receipt. So this is President Biden in Wisconsin yesterday, uh, just throwing it in Rick Scott's face and saying, look, he said it. It's in the plan. They seem shocked (laughs) when I raised the plans of some of their members and their caucus to cut Social Security. And Marjorie Taylor Greene and others stood up and said, liar, liar. Reminds me of that liar, liar, house on fire, yeah. Well, guess what? You know, I remind you that Rick Scott from Florida, the guy who ran the U.S. Senate campaign, has a plan. I got his brochure right here. He has a plan. Here's what he says in his plan. Let me get open it up here. Sorry. He says, all federal legislation sunsets every five years. If the law is worth keeping, Congress can pass it again. Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. And by the way, you have a senator (coughs) named Ron Johnson. Ron Johnson on Social Security, Medicare, quote, we should transfer everything. So we have to consider everything every year. So they just can't help but step in. And Ron Johnson, the day after President Biden in Wisconsin giving that speech, Ron Johnson goes ahead and says the same thing. goes, yeah, it's Social Security, a Ponzi scheme. We need to do something about it. Just on the radio, just says it out loud. Just the nerve of these Republicans. I think one of the issues is, and we should get into a little bit of the Republican rebuttals that we saw from Sarah Huckabee Sanders, which is such a bizarre choice by the, it just shows how out of touch they're they just really complete, but are. Brett, but Brett, that's why, because they are just completely out of touch. And let me just say this, just so I get some words in early on in this pod. This is why I love my new phrase that I know you guys love, but Stop I've added it. to, <laughs> I've added to it. It's a really good phrase. The, rep- the, the Republic, their, their stupidity is cyclical and predictable. I've added to it, Ben. I, I, I've given you a little bit of what you enjoyed out of the phrase and it good. is. 
because you could always predict and understand the moves that they're going to make because they used to think that they were the party that was playing 3D chess. They used to think that they were the party that, you know, oh, I'm going to own the libs by doing this meme. And you know what? It actually kind of worked for a little bit, but now their playbook, it's just so overdrawn. Everyone knows what they're going to go to, what they're going to be outraged by, whether it's the green M&M or the Sims or, or whatever the heck that they want to complain about to make everything a culture war when there are real issues in this country. And anytime that those issues get pointed out, they go to their dumb, stupid playbook and they pull out another culture war for, for their base to get angry out of. The, the problem with that, their base shrinks day over day as we see with these polls about Biden's, uh, about just the Biden approval and, and the Democrats who are getting things done, their approval ratings in Congress right now, just because ultimately what people care about are things to get done for the Americans by and large. They don't care about the green M&M. They don't care about whatever the heck Marjorie Taylor Greene is going to complain about and bring a white balloon in. The average American does not give a shit about that. They care with how this government is going to help them in, in, in their life and help their families and make things better for them. To that point, Jordy, I spoke to a, a, a handful of non-political people, you know, people who know that we do political things here, yeah. but, which I don't really even feel like are political. <laughs> and it's, it's a lot normal. of these statements. It's just, just normal. normal. Yeah. But, but I spoke to people who watched Biden's speech and the takeaway time after time that I kept hearing was like, oh, he was just like talking about like issues that people care about, you know, and, and they really liked kind of the quips he, they made, he made about Kevin McCarthy and about bipartisanship and working with the other side. And it was such a contrast to the, the behavior and the responses by the Republican Party, which were so incredibly divisive. Like President Biden's message was pure optimism, pure hope. Let's finish the job. This is the United States of America. We're all Americans. Let's all get behind these things that we all need. And the division that we saw after by Sarah Huckabee, by Kimberly Guilfoyle, by all the lunatics that they rolled out. And it's because they've created a caricature of Biden in their head of, oh, this crazy Marxist who wants to do this. And it doesn't line up with reality no. whatsoever. So they craft these speeches and craft their tweets around this, this fake version of Biden, this Biden avatar that they have created as some Marxist liberal radical, whatever. When Biden is like a normal guy with policies who wants to help the American people with very, very obvious kind of strong platforms to help the American people. And then they come out talking about trans bathrooms and this and that. And people are like, what are you talking about? Like, like what are you even saying to me? They've, they've created this image that doesn't live up to reality. I was just thinking that the Biden clip. The social security clip really reminded me of like the Looney Tunes when uh, it's like Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck and he's like rabbit season, duck season, rabbit season, duck season. And then it like Bugs Bunny puts up rabbit season and then Daffy Duck goes duck season and then it turns around on him. Like it was like that sort of masterful whatever because they walked right into it over and over just like that. Like they were that easily manipulated. It was amazing to watch. I think if you go back and you do a little bit of a historical lesson of the origins of Fox in the 1970s, how this Murdochian plan kind of came about, how it was that uh, a family from another country came to the United States with a plan to make sure that disinformation was spread mm -hmm. so that you couldn't have a situation where a crook in office, if they were a Republican, is held accountable. 
And that plan was implemented over several decades to get to the point where we are now. And what the State of the Union exemplified to me is why, Jordy, though, Fox has to and why Republicans have to talk about all of those other things. And it is because if you actually focused people's attentions, mm-hmm. attention span on the real issues, they will inevitably come to the conclusion, what was the CNN poll? 72, 72, 73%. A very positive view of that. You know, and I think it's probably, you know, e- even more than that. I think that probably understates the population of people who approve it. And so what you have to really work hard to, if you're the right wing, where your objective is just power for the sake of power, creating this oligarchical class, destroying democracy so that you could have an authoritarian regime. But why do that? Because ultimately it's still about the money. They view the system that Putin has where he can handpick his stooges and people like Matt Gates go, I'm an idiot. But in Putin's idiotic world, I'm a billionaire. I get, I get the yachts. You know, the Marjorie Taylor Greens think in that political system, I get all the money. I have the power despite despite being dumb. And this democratic system, this democracy that we have here in the United States, this meritocracy that we have in the United States is very problematic for these individuals. So they have to distract you with all of these things. They have to go green M&M, because it's just like waving their woke this, woke that. And they have to hope that their base goes so far down the rabbit hole that there still will be 20 whatever percent Mm -hmm. no matter what Biden says they can. Mm, That 29%. They need to distract people though every single day. But that's why the effort is so vast that they do. That's why they pour billions of dollars into it at all levels. And then the tentacles of these new entities like the OANs and the Newsmaxes and the Charlie Kirks and all of it, it's all a sleight of hand. Let's focus on all these issues that aren't even really going on, that we're just totally making up. Let's divide the country, have Americans hate Americans. Because if you actually listen to what Biden's saying, jobs, 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 infrastructure. I'm, I'm, by the way, Ben, I'm, okay. I'm confident that if the American people were given an honest assessment by the media, and I'm really honestly, I, I'm not even fully, I'm criticizing like the right wing media very much here, right? Um, if they weren't being gaslighted by the right wing media constantly, by OAN, by the Newsmaxes, by these influencers who, who twist and turn everything, I think Biden's approval rating, and I think the approval rating for Democrats would look similar to that CNN poll. I think it would be more like a 72%, because all Biden did there was laid out the Democratic platform. He laid out his right. platform, which is really a worker-based platform. And you see things that like McCarthy and the Republicans refuse to stand up for. I mean, we need to give public school teachers raises. No applause for that? Like, what if you're a public school? Like, how is that <laughs> unbelievable. an offense? Unbelievable. Unbelievable unbelievable. We need to protect democracy. Democracy is not a bipartisan issue. No applause from Republicans. Democracy is partisan now. Really? Really? That's where you're, that's where you're drawing the line 
Kevin McCarthy and Republicans. And they don't realize how truly out of touch they are with the American people. And I think that was summed up more than anything by seeing who they decided to trot out there after, which is historically, though, the worst job to have to, to be the, the speaker. But they clearly pre-recorded the Sarah Huckabee Sanders speech, if you want to call it that. We're not going to play lots of it or much of it at all. You know, because they, they, they pre-record them now after uh, after what's his name? Rubio. Rubio. <laughs> The water and taking the water cup to his face. Yeah. And, and there was a string of them. There was Bobby Jindal. There was Rubio. There were everyone they have put up. Something weird always happens. Every, like, like without fail, every time something freaking bizarre happens. So they pre record Sarah Huckabee. The problem, well, obviously, the fir first off, if they're trying to distance themselves from Trump and MAGA or whatever, you put the chief MAGA propagandist up there who everybody knows as a MAGA propagandist. First off, you're, you're immediately showing how out of touch you are with the American people by doing that. Secondly, her speech, like I was saying earlier, it's based around a fictional version of Biden. And I actually saw, I don't have, I wish I had it here. I don't have it here. But on, on Joy Reid's show last night, they did a side-by-side -side of Sarah Huckabee's speech and Biden's speech. And Biden's mm. speech was full of hope. And it was, we could do this. We are all Americans. Let's do this together, bipartisan. Let's build bridges. And then they'd cut to Sarah Huckabee's speech, who would go, the radical left Democrats want you dead. The radical left hate America. They hate you. We hate them. And th it was jarring. It was incredibly jarring to see. And, and, but and by the way, you compare it though, like the, when President Biden would take his digs at MAGA, he would basically say things, well, Kevin McCarthy, I look forward to meeting with you and working together. I know that may make you unpopular amongst uh, the others in this room, the other Republicans, but I really do hope we could work together. You know, it was, it was kind of gentle, sophisticated jabs. It wasn't like, we hate you, we hate you. You know, he didn't do that speech as the, you know, MAGA Republicans, this or that, you know, and by the way, this is just kind of a, why we like to do our podcasts live and not pre-record them anymore. When she wrote her rebuttal to a different speech that was right. not given. Such a good point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and oftentimes going back to my days as a trial lawyer, you would see maybe one of the lawyers in the on the other side they they wrote their closing argument or whatever or they wrote their you know or they or they wrote their response uh, you know without listening to what was actually being said so you're speaking to the jury and the jury's like what what was that <laughs> and so it's it's a really important skill though especially right. for Sarah Huckabee Sanders where she could have adapted had that been a live speech and you were had a sophisticated That's operation, a you would have basically said, look, I'm not trying to write her speech for her. You would have said, well, that's a popular speech. He didn't go MAGA Republicans. He didn't say anything like that. You know, she should, she would maybe lean on to how, and it's impossible to say this, but hopefully she would focus on the workers and the economy and having a different type of uh, I mean, it's hard though because they don't support those things. But her speech was again actually given as a rebuttal to a speech that Biden didn't give. Yeah. It's and so just intellectually dishonest to to Americans at large what Huckabee Sanders did. And it, it's almost like, and Ben, you gave that great analogy. You're really good at your analogies, Ben. 
but you gave your analogy right there in the courtroom. But the Super Bowl is coming up. So for you all listening who aren't uh, so keen on the law uh, that Ben is, it's like as if you tried to write a recap of the Super Bowl today and talk about everything that happened in each quarter and then published it immediately after the Super Bowl had come out. You would look like a complete jagoff, as we like to say here in Pittsburgh. And Sarah Huckabee Sanders looked like a complete jagoff doing that speech. Is that yeah, what they here, say in Pittsburgh? They call people yeah, jagoffs. It's, it's the best Pittsburgh expression, that's, man. It's J A G. Yeah, J A G. Exactly, jagoff. I, I gotta love, gotta love the colloquialisms. Um, so we have here. This is the all really the only part that I am going to play of the Sarah Huckabee when she, and I'm not going to disagree with her here says that this is a choice between crazy and normal. This is the moment, folks, where irony died. The choice is between normal or crazy. Now, I'm going to just, as an keep aside... Play, keep playing again. Keep playing one more time. One more time. The choice is between normal or crazy. Okay, do you know how we have that segment of Ben reoccurring of the woke, the woke? I think we need to bring that back after every just utter insanely thing these Republicans do. The problem with that is Sarah Huckabee Sanders might then be like a, a fourth host of the show with how many times we would use that clip. I could leave that uh, clip in here, but so we have it for future reference. But the truth is, I mean, she nailed it, but in the complete wrong way. And especially <laughs> after the complete... Uh, shit show, for lack of a better word, that we saw during the State of the Union from the Republicans. I, I was like, yeah, yeah, it's it's a it is a pretty clear distinction. And guess what? President Biden didn't even have to say that. You made that case for him during the State of the Union. Of course, then she went on a rant about how crazy Democrats are. They want to control your entire life, and and this from the party who's like banning books and is controlling every part of people's lives, the way they marry, the way they live. Like it, it, it's so much projection coming from this Republican Party who is really living in their own universe. But this. This is why time and time again, what they keep doing at this point in time is it's like they're putting out the rake, whatever it is, Twitter files, rake, uh, state of the union, uh, social security rake. And then they walk and they step right in it and it smacks them in the face and it keeps happening. And then what do they do after it smacks them in the face? They go, got him. We won that one On to the next. And Fox finds a moment like when they throw out the rake and they go, Look how brilliant that toss was. That was an amazing toss. And they cut out the part where it's Maxim in the face, and then they spread their propaganda with it. But you just see this rake stepping constantly, constantly, constantly. And we saw that there. We saw that with the Twitter files. Should we move on to the Twitter files? Do we have anything else to discuss right here? State of the Union? I don't know. What about Kimberly Guilfoyle issued her own... Uh, oh, rebuttal. Boy. I mean, oh, I mean that's that, I mean that's when when you talk about Sarah Huckabee saying it's the difference between normal and crazy. You've got Kimberly Guilfoyle, the girlfriend of the cult leader's son, decided that it was important for her to give her own rebuttal, and, and like in in a serious way, like, and they treated it like it was a serious rebuttal <laughs> message. To to, to, to the, I mean, I just want to be very clear: the cult leaders weirdo son's girlfriend giving a rebuttal to the president of the United States. And this is what occurred. Play the clip. This is an agenda centered around not just big government control, but micromanaging every aspect of your life, all in an effort to make you as dependent as possible on Democrats. 
I think we just have to make that a campaign ad. Just have her I, constantly I, on loop yeah. talking and Whew. I mean, I have nightmares from that that 10 seconds. I mean, that was it was, it was rough. But once again, they're responding to a caricature that they've created in their head that doesn't align with reality. They are right. so deep in their own propaganda world that I honestly do think there are a large portion of them that actually think what they're saying is the truth. I think they've gaslit themselves. I, I think I, I do. I think they've gaslit themselves. They have their own right. media. They they make something up, then it gets regurgitated to them through Fox. Jordy, it's cyclical, you know. And they say it, it gets regurgitated from Fox you. back to them through these influencers, and all yes. of a sudden they're living in this cyclical Jordy world of of well, just no, the world they live in is the MAGAverse, but their stupidity is cyclical and predictable, which lives inside the MAGAverse. There's a, there's a science to this. There's a yeah, it's, the, it's it's the cult circle. It's the secular cult. You know. Here's what I want to say though, too, uh, Jordy. You said that Americans don't care about the green M M&M and M and all of that. The one little wrinkle I'll have is that some Americans get get distracted by it, and so while Democrats are doing all of these things which Americans care about, what Democrats are often criticized for is not being good messengers to mm. explain what they are doing. I think that has changed. I think we've seen it beginning to change over the past two or three years. I like to humbly believe that we may have been a small part I was going to say, was there an organization that started in the past two or three years that could have propelled a change I, I, in the I, way people I, message? Or? I, I want to believe potentially that even if we played a small part in, in, in showing how you can message these things, that that is something that I would be proud of. But re regardless of taking credit or not taking credit, I'm glad that it's happening now yes. in very meaningful ways. And I think that's also part of Hakeem Jeffries' leadership and his style as a communicator to modern audiences. And one of this, I mean, it's been displayed on social media, how Democrats have rapid response on social media, which is very, very important. Um, on you know traditional media, I think Democrats have been very strong. They don't mince their words. They call fascists fascists now. They call traitors traitors. They call them MAGA Republicans. They call them weird. They, it sounds like a Midas show it sometimes. Ben, ben, it's, 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 <laughs> I, I, I mean, though, it's the obvious thing, though, is the thing. And I think yeah. that's our benefit of not being in the politics world where we weren't like, oh, yeah, let's talk about these conservatives who, you know, we weren't trained. Our brains weren't trained that way. And so, like, Jordy, you were like that video of Mike Lee was so brilliant, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the guy said he hates Social Security and wants to pull it up by the roots and get rid of it. Is it real? And at the end of the day, like, I'm glad I did. Like, we put the, that video together. But is it that brilliant to realize that the guy who's shouting and making a mockery of the scene and, and making a scene at the moment is the same guy who said he wants to pull Social Security up by the roots and get rid of it, that you could put those two things together? Like, to me, I'm like, that, that's the first thing I thought of. Well, Why it's brilliant. It's brilliant for this, Brad. It's brilliant <laughs> because it's the truth. And I believe the truth in an essence is a brilliant thing that people totally they're crazy and the issue the simplicity that that video doesn't exist in any sort of capacity unless you put that together there's no quote-unquote uh legacy media had that has that side by side that you found that, that we put out there on the midas network it's just it's just that that just goes on to be it's nothing nothing that 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 mike lee moment he gets to win that moment but no we're not going to let that slide ben and that brings us to the hearings uh that republicans called 
There's one that's taking place now, their subcommittee on the weaponization of the Department of Justice. The one yesterday was the one on uh, uh, Twitter where they called former Twitter executives. And they, and both of these are trying to platform in a very performative way the conspiracy theories that they spread on 4chan and Whatever they, you know, rumble and whatever it is they use, whatever it is that they're, whatever it is that they're using, and then for the MAGA Republicans, they're like, "This is great. We get to now showcase this in these hearings." A few problems. Number one, they're idiots, like like actual idiots, like they're not intelligent people, and so they have to then communicate these views in the committees and you see these like they believe they're having these perry mason moments these maga republicans but they're not even stringing together a sentence in english like and i'm like what are you even saying i i i genuinely have no clue what it is that you meant and then they'll use the hearing you know and you'll have lauren bobert who just sits there on a hearing where she's trying to expose, this is the what they're claiming it is, how a weaponized government influenced the behavior of Twitter. And she'll make these faces and she'll say things like, so you banned me, didn't you, Yoel Roth? You banned me. You, you did it. Admit, admit that it was you. You know what? You know who I'm going to do? I'm going to call Elon and I'm going to make Elon do what I tell him to do. Okay, on a hearing about the weaponization she's admitting to the weaponization and just warning that her account was blocked but then the democrats can ask their questions at the committee so the democrats ask so can you tell us why uh, she was temporarily banned yes like she received 35 notices for spreading <laughs> covid disinformation and saying covid isn't real and saying all of these things and after numerous times saying please stop doing that we finally had to suspend the account because this is actually what our policy is for everybody and then it turns out that in fact twitter changed its policies not mm. the Democrats, but in order to appease donald trump because donald trump violated their policies so much that he would have been banned years before he actually got banned for all of the hate that he spread it just was per se violations and repeated violations of their policy but then rather than ban him the twitter public safety people or the top people actually overruled the public safety people and said no we're going to make exceptions and we're going to change the rules not for democrats but because of these MAGA Republicans who masquerade and pretend they're conservative but aren't, act like that's a legitimate political view when it's a basement-dwelling fascist shithead conspiracy theory. It's not a conservative principle. Our conservative principles are we deny elections. Our conservative principles is that we don't believe that pandemics are real. Our conservative principles are that we want to make sure that the United States defaults on its okay. You, you, those aren't those aren't conservative things. You don't just get to say you're a conservative, and the media then perpetuates the narrative. Like y'all are fascists, you're all traitors. The stuff that you're saying would get anybody banned because it's completely 
very dangerous information, vile racism. It's very, very, very disgusting, disgusting stuff. That's a fire yeah. Ben Ran right there. That's a yeah, that, no, that's what I, I'm doing I, over I, here. Fire I, Ben Ran. I feel the heat off that. And you have yeah, you have Marjorie Taylor Greene doubling down on her theories going, why did you ban me? I had the experts saying that uh, ivermectin, everyone should take ivermectin and you wouldn't let me spread. Yeah, because- you were trying. You, what you were saying was going to harm people, and they are so invested in their own gaslighting that they don't realize that, and they trotted out these Twitter executives to just berate them, yell at them, and worst of all, threaten them with prison time, which is one of the weirdest things that I have ever seen at a congressional hearing. I mean, you really see the fascist nature of these Republicans when you see them speak to these executives and actually threaten them. And what you have to realize is that the weaponization committee is actually the perfect name for this mm. committee because this committee is the government being weaponized to attack its political enemies. This is the government weaponizing to attack DOJ, to attack the FBI, to attack the former Twitter employees. They are using the full weight of the United States government to attack people, to threaten them with jail time as if we were Russia. And it is disgusting and it is against everything that our government stands for. Uh, I want to find this moment of, this is Representative Clay Higgins uh, threatening the Twitter employees with prison time, just so you get a sense of, of what I'm saying. This is really creepy, weird, fascist uh, behavior right here by Republican uh, Clay Higgins. You, ladies and gentlemen, interfered with the United States of America 2020 presidential election, knowingly and willingly. That's the bad news. It's going to get worse because this is the investigation part. Later comes the arrest part. Your attorneys are familiar with that. Mr. Chairman, I'd like to spend five hours with these ladies and gentlemen during depositions surely yet to come. But for right now, I'll yield the balance of my time to my colleague, Mr. Jordan. Let's think about how sick you have to be to say that. I mean, he's speaking to former Twitter employees who were at work for a private company that were doing their jobs as best they could in order to ensure a safe environment for their users, and in fact, bent the rules to favor right-wingers and Republicans like Donald Trump, because they continued to violate the rules every single day. And they decided that he is the president. So let's give him some extra slack here until he incited an insurrection on the platform. And that was the final straw. And they are just so enraged because their attempted hit on Hillary Clinton, their attempted October surprise didn't pan out the way that they wanted, that they are going full nuclear war mm -hmm. on the Twitter executives. They are real. This is how they are really spending American taxpayers money. It's so atrocious. And it was great to see the Democrats actually call them out here. Here was another, you know, just ridiculous moment. This is the guy Donald's who, uh, you know, was one of the guys who was in contention for speaker of the house at one point during McCarthy's what 15 rounds of, of being voted for speaker. But, uh, this is him asking Yoel Roth from Twitter, who is the head of Twitter safety, um, what, what these links are. How do you know what these links are that you took down? And y'all Roth from Twitter goes, those are links of Hunter Biden's non-consensual nude photos. And he goes, how do you know? I, 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 like, like just demanding that he show Hunter Biden's nude photos. This was the Republicans focus in Congress. Handled these. 
What does handled these mean? My understanding is that these tweets contained non-consensual nude photos of Hunter Biden, and they were removed by the company under... Hold on, real quick, Mr. Roth, how can you know so much about the content of these tweets? I mean, as far as I'm concerned, these are just web addresses. I don't know what's in these tweets. You have these things committed to memory that you know the content, but you don't know who you talk to, you talk to at the Biden team? I mean, I, I, I mean, they're they're so desperate to see Hunter Biden's nude photos. And I issued a challenge to the Republicans, which they haven't been taken up on. If you're so offended that those tweets were taken down, go post them. Go, go find, you, I know you have the pictures. They all have these pictures on their phones for some reason of, of Hunter Biden's nudes. Post them on, on your Twitter. See what happens. See what Elon Musk does. See the reaction you get. You won't because you know that it's illegal and you know that it will backfire on you and that it would be disgusting and that nobody wants to see that. Yet you insist on doing this non-stop. Here was one of the uh, Twitter, uh, former Twitter employees speaking about how, yes, in fact, um, it actually bent towards a right-wing bias over at Twitter and that they more often than not went to appease right-wingers than they did anything else. My work at Twitter and subsequently at Twitch put me in the middle of key events in history. What I've learned from them is that social media played and continues to play a role in these events. And two years after January 6th, we still need to better understand the role that Twitter played in order to prevent it from happening again. So what do we need to understand? First, Twitter's leadership bent and broke their own rules in order to protect some of the most dangerous speech on the platform. I'm gonna talk a little bit about what happened in the months leading up to January 6th. During this time, my team worked to try to minimize the threat of violence that we saw coming. After President Trump instructed the Proud Boys to stand back and stand by in a debate, we considered the danger that that statement would have if it was tweeted. So we crafted what we called a coded incitement to violence policy to address dog whistles like this. Instead of approving it, management bent over backwards to find ways to not approve it. So they basically went through this hearing and time after time it was uncovered that Twitter actually went to extra lengths to bend the rules to help Donald Trump to protect Republicans because they were afraid of this fake. Rep- I mean, that's the thing. They they play the refs every time they whine and complain. It's why the media is scared to cover them accurately. And it's why Twitter's like, I don't want to go. I don't want freaking Donald Trump tweeting crazy things at me all that time or whatever. Like, I'll just, we'll leave him on. We'll leave him on. I don't need the outrage right now. And they bend and that's what happens. And they often have to appease them because the right-wing ideology now often is, it happens to engage in a lot of illegal ideas, behavior, stoking terrorism, uh, uh, stoking lies about vaccines and, and COVID. And, and that, that's their ideology. You know, it's, it's like you weren't getting kicked off of these platforms because of your conservative beliefs you were going you were getting kicked off because you were doing very dangerous things on the platform and so we learned that now in the biggest irony of all the biggest targets of this committee were that the government was being weaponized against twitter against right wingers with neglecting to mention that the government in 2020 was Donald Trump's government. (laughs) They tried to play this complete gaslighting move where somehow Joe Biden was in the government in 2020. Never happened. And so while we learned from these dumb Twitter files that there were a handful of times where the Biden campaign 
would request, not demand, but request that uh, non-consensual nude photos of Hunter Biden be removed because they were illegal or flag COVID disinformation. I I don't even know if they did that. But while we learned that that happened a handful of times, we learned that Donald Trump, the White House itself, the actual government was (laughs) making demands of Twitter to take down tweets not tweets that were stoking terrorism, not tweets that were spreading COVID disinformation, tweets that were mean to Donald Trump, tweets that hurt his fifis. That's what they (laughs) were mad about. And one of the things, which is one of the most classic things that has ever been put into the congressional record, is Chrissy Teigen's tweet where she calls Donald Trump, and I'm quoting Chrissy Teigen here, a quote, pussy ass bitch. (laughs) Once again, I'm quoting Chrissy here, folks. I'm quoting Chrissy. And this is a tweet from September 9th, 2019, where she wrote, LOL, what a pussy ass bitch tagged everyone but me in honor, Mr. President. And the White House demanded Twitter take that down. Now that actually at least borders on a First Amendment violation. Mm -hmm. There's nothing more First Amendment than calling the president a pussy ass bitch. I was like, that is the first amendment. Like you are, are have to be able to criticize those in power. And they wanted to use the weight and force of the White House to demand Twitter take that down. And this was proven and confirmed during this hearing. Hmm, funny how Elon Musk and Matt Taibbi and all those reporters missed this stuff when they were going through their report. Uh, but let, let me just, find, I, I gotta find my own moments. Here, here was that moment right here. I think it's a very slippery slope. Mr. Roth, Ms. Gaddy, Mr. Baker, any evidence that Joe Biden's ever done that? Certainly none that I'm aware of, no. I don't recall anything like that. I'm sorry, that President Biden did what, sir? Has Joe Biden ever called Twitter, to your knowledge, or his White House at his behest to take down content or urge you to take down content? I don't know the answer to that question, sir. Well. I'm going to have to conclude at least from three of the four. You don't know. There's no evidence he's ever done that. But there's plenty of evidence Donald J. Trump tried to do that. And um, if we're going to have a hearing about the misuse of social media and the intrusion of government in the content on social media, we've got an environment-rich target, but it's not Joe Biden. It's Donald J. Trump. And of course, we don't want to talk about that. We don't want to talk about Russia. So that was a different clip, obviously, than the one I queued up, but an important clip nonetheless of Representative Connolly speaking about that there is zero evidence that the Biden team, the Biden White House, ever once contacted Twitter to remove content. But there is a lot of evidence that that's exactly what Donald Trump did, especially when people were just being mean to him. I, I, I promised you the uh, I, I promised everybody the other clip on the PAB. So let me pull that up quickly and then we'll be back after this. Yeah. OK. On September 8th, 2019, at 11, 11 p.m., Donald Trump heckled two celebrities on Twitter uh, John Legend and his wife, Chrissy Tagan, and referred to them as the musician John Legend and his filthy-mouthed wife, unquote. Ms. Tagan responded to that email at 12.17 a.m., and, and according to notes 
from a conversation with you, Ms. Navarroli's counsel, your counsel, the White House almost immediately thereafter contacted Twitter to demand the tweet be taken down. Is that accurate? Thank you for the question. In my role, I was not responsible for receiving any sort of request from the government. However, what I was privy to was my supervisors letting us know that we had received something along those lines or something of a request. In that particular instance, I do remember hearing that we had received a request from the White House to make sure that we evaluated this tweet and that they wanted it to come down because it was a derogatory statement uh, uh, directed whoa, 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 towards whoa, the president. They wanted it to come down. They made that request. To my recollection, yes. I thought that was an inappropriate action by a government official, let alone the White House. But it wasn't Joe Biden about his son's laptop. It was Donald Trump because he didn't like what Chrissy Teigen had to say about him. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. My, my, my. Uh, my, my, my. I love everything my, about my, this my, clip. My. I love that guy's voice. I love his delivery. The line of question was brilliant. <laughs> I, I could watch that clip over and over and over again, and I have. And I just want to say this real quick. I just, I just love, I love how the Democrats on this committee handled and stepped up to the moment because this could have very well just been the, the Republicans running crazy and, and, and just, you know, getting their, I don't know, five minutes of fame for, their, for them trying to have their big time moment, their gotcha moment that they could clip off and put on the Newsmaxes or the OANs or the Fox News or whatever. But the, the Democrats said, no, 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 no. We have real questions that we could actually get to the bottom of to. They want to they, they want to go after Twitter. They want to they, they, they want to question these folks and bring them in all because of uh, perceived, I don't know, something about Hunter Biden, this and, and President Biden, that. Well, we actually we actually have an agenda and we're 10 times smarter than these people, you know, these Republicans who sit on this committee. So we're going to get down to the nitty gritty when it's our time and turn to ask the question. Jordy, this is why the Dems are so smart, because, you know, it, it was the fatal flaw that Kevin McCarthy made during the January 6th committee when he took his ball and went home after he wasn't allowed to have insurrectionists uh, be investigating the insurrection. And he said, fine, then we're not putting anybody on the committee. Mm -hmm. Well, Democrats are like, yeah, we're OK, you're going to do these stupid committees. We're going to put our best people on these committees who are actually smart, who are actually intelligent, who are actually going to expose you. How about yeah. that? So, so, so Congressman Connolly, Democrat, he just uh, got his master's of public administration from Harvard's Kennedy School of Government in 1979. He worked with the United States Committee on Foreign Relations from 79 to 1989 and helped direct U.S. policy in El Salvador, Israel, the Persian, the Persian Gulf region from 89 to 97. He was vice president of the Washington office of SRI International and director of community relations for the science application and International Corporation. He was on the Fairfax Count County Board of Supervisors and so has a long history in government and a great background. Look at Jamie Raskin. Um, Jamie Raskin, a Harvard lawyer, Harvard or Harvard undergrad. And here's the thing, though, too, because whether you're Harvard this or Harvard that, it, it doesn't really matter uh, so much, though, as what I like about these Democrats, though, is that remember when all the MAGA Republicans refused to appear in front of the committees? 
and like dodge subpoenas. And we would talk about on the Midas Touch Network how they would like file all of these appeals. And, you know, that one of the common things we would talk about is so-and-so congressman or so-and-so senator, who's always a Republican, filed this with the district court, then this with the court of appeals, and then filed an emergency injunction, and then filed with the Supreme Court, try to do all of these things to block their testimony. The Democrats, when these MAGA Republicans are holding these weaponization bullshit hearings, the Democrats are like, put me in, coach. I'm in. I'm ready to go. I want to testify. I want to testify. Because you would think on the January 6th investigation, if the MAGA Republicans were truthful, they would be just as excited to testify as Democrats are on these hearings, right? <laughs> it's 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 a no-brainer. Why? If you thought the election was stolen, Kevin McCarthy, if you believe that Hugo Chavez came back to life and, and secret beams came in, algorithmic <laughs> beams came from I- Italy and, 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 then, and then Dominion uh, this, why, why wouldn't you? And by the way, you have immunity based on what you say on the House floor. So it's not like you're going to be sued for defamation, you know, because you have immunity under the Constitution. So why don't you just show up? We showed the clip last week of Maxine Waters. She testified before the Rules Committee and talked about what are you talking about? Donald Trump loves Kim Jong-un, Vladimir Putin, uh, and President Xi. He says he loves them, she went. You know, and so she testified. And Jamie Raskin on the weaponization, he just showed up. This is happening right now. This is why we like to do it live. Yes. Huckabee is that we could talk about it. So Raskin shows up and Raskin's smart because these Democrats are smart people. I want smart leaders who are taking, who are looking out for the interest of our country. And he goes to Jim Jordan and calls Jim Jordan out. But just the fact that Raskin shows up, testifies, ask me any questions. Let's go. You want to talk about democracy? I'm not running. He wasn't even subpoenaed. They're just the <laughs> Democrats are lining up, so are true. lining up to testify before these stupid hearings that are being run by the MAGA Republicans. Here, play this clip. This just happened right now, Jamie Raskin. It's all clip. about restoring Donald Trump, the twice impeached former president, to the office he lost by seven million votes in 2020 and tried to steal back in a political coup and violent insurrection against our constitutional order on January 6, 2021. You disagree? Well, please don't take my word for it, as our chairman might say. Just listen to what Chairman Jordan himself had to say six months ago at the Conservative Political Action Conference in Dallas, where he was predicting GOP victory in the 22 elections and promising that oversight of Hunter Biden's laptop and the claim that the federal government is treating moms and dads like the ones in this room like terrorists would be the centerpiece of the GOP's work in the House when they got it back into power. Relaxing with a friendly interviewer, Chairman Jordan gave the game away entirely. Quote, all those things need to be investigated just so you have the truth, he said. Plus, that will help frame up the 2024 race when I hope and I think President Trump is going to run and we need to make sure that he wins. We need to make sure that he wins. This call to arms for the 2024 presidential election was met with wild applause from the CPAC audience. I urge every member of this co- subcommittee to go and watch the interview. Right. Great country. So all those things need to be investigated just so you have the truth. Plus, that will help frame up the 2024 race when I hope and I think President Trump is going to run again and we need to make sure that he wins. The uh... Let's just frame that, too. He's at a CPAC convention where they had the We Are All Domestic Terrorists 
was the banner that was above them. You can't see it there, but it says, we are all domestic terrorists. The person questioning him is Matt Schlapp, who runs CPAC, who has just been sued for sexually assaulting a uh, Republican campaign staffer. Uh, so it makes sense staffer, for Jim Jordan to a, be alongside him is a, what you're a saying. Herschel Walker, yeah. Two peas in a Jim, pod. Jim Jordan, who covered up sexual assault by a wrestling coach at Ohio State University. I, I, I mean, you, then you compare that to Congressmember Connolly. You compare that to Jamie Raskin. <laughs> like, like Pick your team. What, what is it? Pick your fighter. I'm going to take the people who have a track record of success versus the individual who's being investigated by the Department of Justice for uh, sex trafficking minors and raping a minor, uh, an individual who covered up uh, sexual assault and abuse at Ohio State University for a wrestling coach, the individual who's running the CPAC organization who was just sued for sexually molesting a Republican male staffer. I, I should, should, should I continue to go? I mean, the, the, I think those are the different. Have you seen, by the way, I'll keep going on then. Should I support, <laughs> should I support the lady who's walking around holding a white balloon, apparently, which is matching her ensemble that she decided to wear, you know, that, that evening, who's walking the halls while she spreads conspiracy theories each and every day, who harasses and stalks the survivors of school shootings. Should, should we support the people who wear AR-15 pins and who take their American flag pins and throw it on the ground? Should we be supporting an individual who's lied about everything in his life and who stole GoFundMe money from a homeless disabled veteran lying to the public that they were raising money for the veteran's uh, uh, dog, Sapphire, and killed the dog. I mean, by the way, if I were to point out every Republican, you know, and, and this is one point of kind of somewhat disagreement that I had with Cohen on the show, because Cohen said that there's some normal Republicans. Not anymore. I mean, maybe Mitt Romney. Um, but other than Mitt Romney right now, I don't think that they, and you know, and, and Mitt Romney, I could disagree with a policy. No, I, no, absolutely. Absolutely. He's a serious person. But I could go down the list of every single Republican and they've either like sexually assaulted somebody, they're being investigated for child sex trafficking, they they traffic in conspiracy theories, they're election deniers, or they're all of the above. Or you ben, know, or they or, refuse or, to say anything or do anything about it because they're too yeah. afraid. And at least you have Romney going, you know, to Santos after the State of the Union going, that's one sick puppy. He doesn't belong Oh, we got to tease here. that, though. We have to tease yeah. that. Uh, we, have, we have some Jack yeah, Smith, we, we, and we, we got to talk we, about we Santos. Tease it. This is everybody's favorite part of the show right now, though, where Jordy does the Jordy ad read. So yes. it, it's, it's a perfect time. It's a perfect time for me to just wish everybody well. You're in great hands with Brett and Jordy. I got to go meet up with some of the families now who are in Killing County, by the way. I got to learn which hand is the right one. So check out Killing County on Hulu right now, though. If you haven't seen it, it's about the crime, corruption, and cover-up that takes place in Kevin McCarthy's district. Um, I'm meeting with all the families who are the real stars, the real courageous ones in the show. I'm meeting with them right now, so I'll see you soon. But Brett and Jordy still have a lot of show, a lot of video to Don't discuss. you dare go anywhere. Don't, Don't you go check anywhere. out patreon.com slash minus while you're at it. Patreon.com slash Midas Touch. Without further ado, Jordy, let's see what you got. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Green Chef. Green Chef has expanded their menu. 
Now choose from 30 recipes weekly with the option to mix and match meals from different dietary preferences in the same box without changing your plan. This means you can order vegan one day and then keto the next. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you, not the other way around. In 2023, help yourself to delicious, convenient recipes that support your healthy lifestyle and taste good too. Eat well without having to sacrifice taste. Also, Green Chef is the only meal kit that is both carbon and plastic offset. Green Chef offsets 100% of their carbon footprint as well as 100% of the plastic in every box. My wife and I absolutely love Green Chef because of how easy it is to cook the meals and how delicious each meal is. Our favorite recipe is the Parmesan crusted chicken. It is incredible. Go to greenchef.com slash Midas60 and use code Midas60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash Midas60 and use code Midas60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Paired. Forget impersonal Valentine's Day presents. This year, give the gift of your presence. It's the little things. Research shows that everyday moments of connection are what matters most in a relationship. And the Paired app, well, it sends you daily prompts to increase your connection and intimacy with your partner. The Paired app offers daily questions, games, and guided conversations designed from experts that allow you to do something meaningful for your relationship every day. And the best part, you don't get to see your partner's answers until you answer it yourself. Using the Paired app for just five minutes a day, it builds deeper knowledge that allows you and your partner to connect, boost intimacy, and fall in love again and again. My partner and I, we're so competitive, and we look forward to using this app every day and playing the different games and prompts that Pair provides just to be able to carve out time and focus on us while having a great time doing it. It's truly so special, and I'm honestly so grateful for the Paired app. So for a Valentine's Day gift that will last far beyond the holiday, head to paired.com slash Midas to get a seven-day free trial and 25% off if you sign up for a subscription. Just head to P-A-I-R-E-D.com slash Midas to sign up today. Connect with your partner every day using Paired. A happier relationship starts here. If you care, you pair. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our sponsor, Neurohacker Qualia Mind. Look, we here at Midas Touch and the Midas Media Network, we are spinning a lot of plates to keep you informed on breaking news content day in and day out. That's why we're so proud to partner with Neurohacker Quality of Mind to keep us focused and improve our memories. Transforming willpower and productivity can, in turn, transform tons of life habits for the better, from workouts to job performance to life goals. And that's why it's so important to have a sharp memory in today's work environment. Look, we've all lost our keys before or forgot something at work and ended up down on ourselves because, well, how could we forget that? Well, worry no more. Our sponsor, Neurohacker, combines 28 of the most research-backed nootropic ingredients on earth into the ultimate brain fuel formula, quality of mind. And it's been changing people's lives for years now. For my daily mental performance and supporting long-term brain health, quality of mind is indispensable. It's so cool to take a health product where you don't have to wonder if it's working because it does. I noticed the difference in just days to my focus, my mood, my memory, and my willpower to just get things done. The formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in each ingredient's effect on mental clarity. It's also backed by a 100-day, 100 100-day 100 money-back guarantee. 
So you have almost three months to try Quality of Mind at no financial risk and you decide for yourself. Look, see what the best brain fuel formula on earth can do for your mindset. Go to neurohacker.com slash Midas for $100 off. That's only $39 a bottle and a listener of Midas Touch. Please use code Midas at checkout for an extra 15% off your first purchase. That's neurohacker.com slash Midas to try Qualia Mind with code Midas to experience life-changing mental performance. And now back to the video. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I love that now that everyone is like, just demands it. We need more Jordy, more <laughs> Jordy. And, and so those are about 60 seconds, maybe a little bit older, over, yeah. But I mean, it probably takes me about 15 to 30 minutes to actually do a good read that, I, that I'm comfortable with. You put with. a lot of effort into it and and I love it. I, I don't want to thank everybody out there who supports our, the great sponsors Seriously, who, thank you. who help our show and, and who listen to the ads because it really does help tremendously. We're so grateful for everybody who pitches in and helps support this pro-democracy media. So, Jordy, we got a lot to speak about. We got a little bit of Jack Smith. We got a little bit of Ron DeSantis Trump feud, but I think we should just touch Ooh. on a little bit though, talking about the end of that hearing and a little bit why like the Twitter hearings even happened. Um, while, you know, we see this constant pushback from Democrats and it's awesome and we go, yes, they're getting them, boom, bam, mm -hmm. destroyed. What we all have to realize also is like I kind of implied in the beginning that Fox News will take like a clip of Marjorie Taylor Greene yelling at somebody and then cut it off and they'll play that and they'll be like, oh, look, Marjorie Taylor Greene owned them. Look at this. And they can, they are just using all these hearings to spread their propaganda. And as if these hearings weren't propaganda enough, they like spread lies about the lies, about the lies, about the lies. And one of the moments, like the one of the odd moments that happened yesterday is as Republicans were getting absolutely annihilated out there, just completely being outplayed, the power went out in Congress, like the, the power shut off. And Never put it past the Republicans to uh, little, avoid little a sus, little sus there, a little Brett. Conspiracy little sus. theory. Yeah, well, Republicans thought it was sus too, but they had a different take on it. So here was Lauren Boebert who uh, did her tweet about Twitter being down. Twitter goes down right after we have our hearing with the worst of the Twitter 1.0 crew. Might just be a coincidence, but that's surely a huge coincidence. It's like, dude, you run Congress. Like the Republican Party runs Congress. What do you think happened here? If if anything did happen nefarious, it's probably by the people who are running Congress, who are operating the cameras, who are running the business. But it's just such a ridiculous thing to look for a conspiracy theory in everything. I saw Twitter also went down yesterday and everyone was like, oh, what a coincidence. And, and Instagram, it all, everything kind of went down yesterday, but Twitter went down. And so the conspiracy theorists were back up and they were like, uh, Twitter's down. I guess the, the, they don't work there anymore. Elon Musk runs it now. Remember, remember Thank you. everything is a conspiracy theory with them. And remember, they all take their orders and directives from Jordy. Brett. Donald Trump. They all take their orders and directives from Donald Trump. Always. It's all to just, I, can I just say, I hate like I knew it was Trump, but I hate when you do that to me and put me on the spot like there. Because if I say anything <laughs> other than the correct answer, I am shamed, 
humiliated, teased for the like for the next two and a half weeks. I please don't do that. I I can't stand when you guys do that to me. That's so that's so funny. Well, here was the Donald Trump's here was Donald Trump's uh, take on the on the hearing, which is just so absurd and, and traitorous. And here's what he goes: Congratulations to Congressman James Comer, Clay Higgins, Pat Fallon, and all the great Republican patriots on the House Oversight Committee. What an important and incredible job you are doing. The sleaze bags that rigged and stole the 2020 presidential election are being ripped apart. Hope the lamestream media is covering the historic event. Uh, you guys look like fools. You guys look like freaking fools. You guys got destroyed and annihilated on every question, and you actually ended up exposing that it was you, Donald Trump. It was yes. you who was trying to take things off of Twitter. It was you who was doing it because your feelings were hurt, because you were called a P-A-B. I saw, you know, I, I'm a man of the people, Jordy you know, on yes. the show. And yeah, I did people. see somebody say, you have to play the clip where they actually say PAB. So okay. I'm not we get one the YouTube to just... channel taken down. I just want to, I don't uh, well, tell Ben know. it was my fault. We're going to tell Ben it was your fault. I, I'm just saying this is congressional record. This is, this is something This is public testimony. Uh, this is, this is of national importance, YouTube. So don't, okay. don't Fair. take us Excellent down here. Point. Sounds like a solid here, legal argument. Here, here, here's this clip. And this is from Max Frost, the first Gen Z member of Congress who was who is doing a fantastic job. Really? Uh, Miss uh, uh, Naravoli, earlier you testified about a 2019 tweet um, that was about President Trump. And I think it was from uh, Miss Teagan. What was the tweet about? Would you like me to give the direct quote? Yeah. Um, please excuse my language. This is a direct quote. But Chrissy Teigen referred to Donald Trump as a pussy ass bitch. Okay. Free speech. And what happened after Ms. Teagan <laughs> posted her tweet? What did the White House do? What did the Trump White House do? From my understanding, the White House reached out to ask that this tweet be removed. It was my team's uh, job. Uh, this fell underneath the policy for abusive behaviors. And we evaluated underneath our insults policy. At that time, up to three insults were allowed. And so it was our job to determine how many insults were included so, so the, within that phrase. So the Trump White House reached out, not an agency, but the White House reached out and requested that you remove the, the tweet. From my understanding, yes. Okay. It's just amazing. That historic, uh, historic clip. Put that in the archives. That is absolutely just that. One, it, the information. We'll get to the information in a second. That's the funniest thing I've ever seen. That clip Jordy, right there is hilarious. Jordy, Donald Trump is a pussy-ass bitch is in now the in the congressional in the record. record for eternity. Like in hundreds of years from now, they could flip through the pages and look wow. at the testimony from that day. And that is forever recorded in history. Talk about stepping on the rake. We keep talking about them stepping on the rake. Woof. That Why was do you guys it. keep trying to change the phrase that's working so well? Their stupidity is cyclical. That it just it works. Stop Sorry, making up other phrases. What is going on? I, I guess I'm just not smart enough to totally understand the phrase, so I got to make up my <laughs> other phrases. Um, how about, how, okay, how about let's, that? Let, let's not lose the context though of why that clip is actually so important. The Donald Trump White House reached out to Twitter. We just heard it. You all just heard it to get them to remove a tweet. To get them to remove someone's freedom of speech. What they you hear Republicans say it all the time. Freedom of speech, for they're trying to censor us. That's the Donald Trump White House for you, trying to censor Chrissy Teigen because of her freedom of speech. Yeah, and as representative that? and as Representative Connolly pointed out, the Biden White House has done that zero times. So, you know, it 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 just shows you how 
everything they're doing right now is to spread their propaganda and to spread their lies and to try to just really gaslight and and brainwash their base, the American people. And they are so averse to the truth that even when they're presented with it, that's what they got to go. Fake news, fake news, fake news. Now, one of the people who is really one of the new kings of, of gaslighting, I don't want to give him a, a, you know, king of gaslighting, add, add yeah. to his he. Uh, yeah, gas or gaslighting, uh, depending on who you want to talk to. Um, but there's also Ron DeSantis. Rudy Giuliani? Oh, sorry. Uh, well, it could have been any of them. It could have been Trump. It could have been DeSantis. Well, I was alluding Rudy. to the time when Rudy farted on Jen Ellis and gave her COVID. Is was what I was yeah, no, about. no, that was yeah. a class. See, see, this Ben leaves the show. The show just goes off the no rules when Ben's off the show. No you rules. See, the, fellas, the parents are gone. The parents are gone. Dad's gone. We're 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 in it. So <laughs> earlier in the week, um, we were stunned to see. Uh, that Donald Trump was attacking Ron DeSantis with some of the most uh, pointed attacks yet. I mean, the DeSantis-Trump war is in full swing, folks, in full swing, and we can break that news for you. And so what happened was multiple times over the week, Donald Trump reposted these posts from this account on his uh, what what whatever his his dumb social media account, and he, he it was a picture of Ron DeSantis with underage girls at a party. Here's an example of one of those posts. So in one of these posts, uh, Donald Trump reposts it, and he goes, "That's not Ron, is it? He would never do such a thing." And the photo is of Ron DeSantis, and they are uh, three underage girls standing next to Ron DeSantis with beers in their hand. And it says on the headline in like a meme font, here is Ron DeSanctimonious grooming high school girls with alcohol as a teacher. Now, this photo is from- This photo looks familiar to me. It does, doesn't it? Because this photo is from when Ron DeSantis was, I think he was a 23-year-old teacher at the Darlington School, a, a private high school. Ron DeSantis was a teacher where he was known to party with his underage students and drink alcohol with them. Now, why do I know these facts? Uh, Why? Why 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 would I possibly know? It's because, why? why? Because Midas Touch is actually the one who broke the story. And Donald Trump apparently follows the Midas Touch reporting and follows the Midas Touch Twitter feed because that photo is from us. It's from Midas Touch. And here is the original post that we posted back in October of 2021. Talk about playing the long game, Jordy, where we posted this exclusive, Ron DeSantis partied with underage girls at drinking parties while teaching at a Georgia school with a link to an article that explained in more details. So that picture came from us in October 21, somehow made its way to Donald Trump now, and Donald Trump used it to roll out one of his most vicious attacks against Ron DeSantis, basically calling uh, Ron DeSantis a pedo is, is what he was doing here. It is a shot across the bow. It is a very forceful attack from him. And now there is a MAGA civil war that is erupting as a result of it, where you see online, you see the DeSantis people yelling at the Trump people. You see the Trump people yelling at the DeSantis people. And what also karma for the guy Ron DeSantis, who calls everyone a groomer, groomer, that groomer, groomer, groomer. That's his whole thing is governing. He doesn't govern. The The insurance rates are skyrocketing. The housing costs are skyrocketing. They can't recover from the last storms in Florida because he refuses. He, he can't do the job. He mm-hmm. can't do 
What does he do? Groomer, groomer, groomer. And now Donald Trump's flipping the groomer thing on him and he gets to see how it is. And Ron DeSantis is not very pleased about it. Ron DeSantis was asked about this and he had a stern retort to Donald Trump and seemed visibly incredibly angry at the question, incredibly angry at Donald Trump's attack. And to know that we here at the Midas Touch Network are stoking this beautiful division, this beautiful <laughs> between Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump, it just it warms my heart, folks, and I am just thrilled to have it. So here's Ron DeSantis responding to our photo of him that Donald Trump posted of him hanging out with underage girls as a teacher. Here is that clip. Through social directed at you, some were insinuating that you- So here, here's what I would say about all that. I get, I, get, I get you guys want the controversy. How would your proposed legislation against defamation address those posts uh, that could be considered damaging? Well, if you think when we did the defamation panel yesterday, I made the point, look, I have a platform. It's different for me because I can fight back and people just know I face uh, defamatory stuff every single day I've been governor. That's just the nature of it. But I have a platform to fight back. A lot of these other people that are more little, they don't necessarily have a platform uh, to fight back. And so in terms of our reforms, I really want to empower them more so than people that occupy high positions like me. It just goes with the territory. You've got to have a thick skin. It's also just practically speaking, uh, I would not take time out of being governor to be fighting lawsuits. It's just not, not practical in terms of what we're doing. And I'd also just say this. I spend my time delivering results for the people of Florida and fighting against Joe Biden. That's how I spend my time. I don't spend my time trying to smear other Republicans. Ron's, Ron's pretty, uh, pretty upset about that. But Jordy, me, you know me, what? Let me tell you how I know he's mad about that. Yeah. What DeSantis does, and it's a, it's a tell of his that I've noticed. One, his voice gets higher when he's angry because something is true and factual. And so he gets, he becomes like that bully in high school that, you know, he would never cross the line, but he would just try and use his body weight to like bully you and, and like scare you and intimidate you. So it's actually a common thing that DeSantis does with reporters, you know, when they're close by to him and when they're not close by to him, he still does puffs out his chest for those audio listeners who, who aren't, aren't watching right now. And the incessant use of his hand motions is his tell when something is true and factual and he's on the ropes and becomes very defensive. The more hand motions you see this man do, just look out for it. It's something I'm very keen on and, and I've really seen time and time again. When he gets called out, it, it becomes very theatrical and very Trumpian, you know? Yes, the hand motions become just like Trump's at the end. And I also want to call your attention to something that Ron DeSantis did not say, which I think is very telling. What he did not say when asked about the photos was... No, I did not drink beer with underage students. No, I did not go to freak. I did not frequent Such parties point, with underage right? students and have alcohol with underage students. Absolutely not. Why? Because it's true. We have sources that tell us it's true. We have sources that showed us this photo and other photos. And guess what? It's true. He would have denied it if it weren't true. And so the deflection the deflection instead of the answer, I think, says it all. And I think we need to keep peeling back that onion 
and see what DeSantis did back then and see why he wanted to spend so much time with somebody like Joel Greenberg, who was uh, convicted of these sex traffic, who was arrested on these sex trafficking charges. Mm-hmm. Why, um, you know, is Matt Gates? you know, he's got this whole crew, Roger Stone. There's a whole crew of people out there in Florida who seem to pal around with each other who seemed to engage in pretty horrific things. And Joel Greenberg was sentenced to like 11 years in prison for it. There are pictures of him and DeSantis and Gates together. Like they they probably have some things to bond about is all, is all I'm going to say. And I will, I will just put a pin in it there. Um, I'm sure a lot of you heard the new podcast political beatdown with Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen actually confirmed for us this morning on political beatdown. And after this show, if you didn't watch today's episode of political beatdown with Michael Cohen and Ben Micellas, go back and watch that episode. Michael Cohen broke some news. So Michael Cohen yesterday went in with the Manhattan DA, spoke to the Manhattan DA's office for the 15th time, expressed great confidence in the Trump investigation in New York, and also said, that the plane is on the tarmac ready for takeoff in terms of Trump's indictment. So we are getting some really good insight as to what's happening directly from the source. Make sure you check out Political Beatdown. Check out that podcast. And he also broke the news that he's going back sometime next week for his 16th appearance. 16th appearance before the Manhattan DA. And I think what everyone needs to realize too is... Michael Cohen talking, Michael Cohen having these conversations with investigators and, and 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 giving all this information, it's what led to the conviction of the Trump organization in court. That is why the Trump organization was convicted on all counts. It was because Michael Cohen is the one that brought this to light. So they had success here. You could be damn sure that we are following the same path right now in the criminal indictments there. So that is some interesting stuff to be aware of. And of course, we can't not- Can, can I, wait, I'm sorry. Can I just say this too about the show? My, Cohen's hilarious, man. Cohen reminds me of like, you know, dudes that we grew up with back on Long Island or just people we knew, just, you know, a couple of years older than us. Man is like watching that podcast, watching him and- Watching him and Ben's like dichotomy, like their relationship during the show is hilarious to me. So it's super informative and just very funny and very entertaining. So you get a lot of great information that only we have here at the Midas Touch Network. And you also see a great show. And Brett, isn't it also funny when you refer to Ben as Ben Micellus, like just to like to public facing because he's our brother? Isn't that, isn't that like slightly funny when we do that? Oh, hundred percent. I think a lot of people still are like, are they brothers? They kind of look alike. I, 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 I'm not totally sure. Jack Smith, Jack Smith continues to rack up testimony from key Trump officials, from people who know where the bodies are buried, so to speak. And the latest reporting that we are getting is that Chad Wolf, the former acting Homeland Security Secretary, was interviewed as part as special counsel Jack Smith's probe into efforts by Donald Trump and his allies to overturn the 2020 election. Jordy, Chad Wolf sat for a four-hour recorded discussion under oath. Four hours with several FBI agents and Justin Department lawyers. So they had him do that instead of meeting with the federal grand jury, is what the source said, uh, the anonymous source said, to discuss the investigation. Now, Chad Wolf, uh, you guys pull no chat. He was the acting uh, Homeland Security Secretary one of the most horrible people like on the planet, but somebody who was very close to Trump, very close to the operations, very close to like the police state that Donald Trump wanted to create for this country. Remember those horrifying videos in Portland 
when there were Portland protests and we saw people taken off the streets and thrown into vans. That was Chad Wolf who coordinated all that. Wow. So that's who we're talking about here when we're talking about bringing in Chad Wolf. I think Chad Wolf, after the insurrection happened and he was asked about it later, I think he made a comment like, yeah, that wasn't good. The insurrection shouldn't have happened. And Trump like disowned him, you know, because Trump disowns anyone who just says anything straight. But Wolf was apparently asked about the department's role before and after the 2020 election, whether he took any direct uh, directions from the Trump campaign. And so more and more being revealed with the Jack Smith investigation and it seems like every few days, every week, we are learning about more people who have been in touch with Jack Smith, with prosecutors. That investigation is still moving along. We are all waiting for coming indictments. We all want to see it happen. But I'm glad to know that they're building the case and they're speaking with all the right people. I think that's all a big deal. Anytime you see one of these high-level Trump officials go before Jack Smith, you know that the wheels are turning and that they are taking this incredibly, incredibly, incredibly seriously. Jordy. The one thing I continue to just love is just the silence in which Jack Smith is moving in. It has to be driving Trump absolutely crazy because he cannot get a read on Jack Smith. I don't even know what this guy sounds like, Brett. I have no idea. But I I just know he's doing the work because of how it's the perfect strategy to use against someone who is as deranged and just narcissistic as Donald Trump. Because now Trump in his own mind, I, he does he, he he honestly he doesn't know what to do. He he's freaking out because he just can't he can't get a read Brett. Jack Smith, the silent killer versus Donald Trump, the pussy ass bitch. That oh! is <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm quoting Chrissy Teigen. I'm quoting Chrissy Teigen. I don't want anybody quote. to get mad it's, at me. It's, in, it's a direct it's, quote. It was in Congress, folks. It was in Congress. In, it was in Congress. I want to thank everybody though for tuning in to this episode of the Midas Touch podcast. Maybe Jordy and I will go live later again. Maybe not. I don't know. We we got a lot to do, but this has been a lot of fun. Thanks for sticking with us at this new time. We will be at the normal time wherever we normally are, Mondays and Thursday nights, going live on our YouTube channel at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can hear us on the Midas Touch audio podcast the day following. The Midas Touch audio podcast drops every Tuesday and Friday, first thing in the morning. So please make sure that you are subscribed to the Midas Touch podcast on audio. And if you're listening to us on audio, make sure you go over and subscribe to the YouTube channel. You're missing out on a lot. We got a lot of content every single day. They're on the YouTube channel. If you're able to support this independent pro-democracy media network, we appreciate you so much. Don't worry at all if you can't, but if you can, come join us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Midas Touch. Every little bit helps build this network. And we got some great exclusive content over on Patreon. You get first look at a lot of our videos. We have exclusive podcasts. We do Q&As where we answer everybody's question over Zoom, private Q&As. It's been a really cool community, really tight-knit community there in Patreon. I love to see everybody. I, I love that, Brett. It's one thing that we actually don't get to talk about much because I, I think we're just so in the weeds of it, is that first look approach at the YouTube content. So if you don't, if you guys don't know what, what we do, you know, we, we're making tons of, you know, breaking news and up-to-date content as the day progresses. But then there are times where we don't want it to overpost on our own videos. So what we're able to do on our Patreon is we're able to post those videos there before we have to post them to YouTube. And so if you're a Patreon member, you get exclusive access to all that stuff in, in real time, like as we have the video edited and ready to go. 
Uh, so definitely check that out. And then plus, we're going to be doing a, a another patron uh, Zoom. I think we spent over three hours with the Midas Mighty community the last time we did it. And we just can't wait to do it again. So patreon.com slash Midas Touch. Again, no worry if you can't, but there's tons of different tiers where you can join if you're able to. Um, and it just helps support the network and helps keep on growing this and spreading just the unapologetically pro-democracy truth that we all know and love. Yeah. And uh, we want to thank everybody who has joined and who has supported. Make sure to check out Ben's new show, Killing County on Hulu. Um, really, really powerful, really, really important docuseries. And you even saw some members of Congress today. You saw Jamie Raskin out there bringing up Bakersfield, bringing up the police corruption and crime in Bakersfield, no doubt influenced by the popularity right now of Killing County. So be sure to check that out. Be sure to check out Midas Merch at store.midastouch.com for your latest unapologetically pro-democracy gear. We got some great stuff. We got some funny stuff. We got some great, great, great gear. I love seeing people out and about with the gear. I always wonder when I see somebody like with a shirt at a supermarket or whatever, like, do I go over? Do I say, hi? Do I just like play cool? <laughs> I, but, but it's so cool seeing every, I don't like the weird, you know, about it, but it's so cool to see everybody out there. Thank you for our support. Jordy, want to take us away right now? Shout out to the Midas Mighty! The best part of waking up? Maggot's here's in my cup. Check out the new Maggot's here's mug available now at store.midastouch.com. That's store.midastouch.com. It's 100% union made right here in the USA. I know I'm not tired of winning yet. How about you? Get yours today.